This video is brought to you by Blessed Be God Boutique, maker of Catholic fashionable apparel, handmade accessories, and more. Francis has smashed religious orders again, and this time he has done it with an eye to making sure no one in the future authorizes a re-emergence of traditional monastic communities of either men or women religious in any form. This news broke late last night, and it has huge implications for the traditional Catholic movement. It was broken first by Dion Montagna on Twitter, but was quickly followed by the independent traditional blogosphere weighing in with observations from their contacts among the various learned scholars who are friendly to tradition or are traditionalists themselves. And the near consensus is that this is terrible news. If you're counting on a resurgence of traditional Catholicism in the near or medium term. So let's look at the story so we can get to the details of this. We go to Arate Celli for the story. Headline, quote unquote, synodal Pope changes canon law to prevent bishops from establishing new traditional priestly or religious communities in their dioceses. Look, I beg you, before you listen to some talking head who may or may not be on the side of all that is actually Catholic and right and good in the church, when they hammer some poor young religious who has sworn vows and is trying to establish a community of religious and has exhausted all canonical options about what they can do and have decided to embrace a regular canonical status within Rome's ideas of what that means, despite canon law being on their side in the formation of new religious societies up until this change was implemented, pay close attention to what Rome and the modernists in Rome are doing. Anybody who goes to bat for them is essentially a modernist. This story is going to spell out for you how they are banning the establishment of new houses of religious life. No more new religious societies. No more new communities of religious brothers and sisters. Pope Henry VIII Francis has decided to destroy religious life in the church, and this is quite frankly the most overt move he's made against men and women religious yet. From the Rorate Celi article, quote, According to a document released today, June 15th, in the Bolatino, Pope Francis, in an audience on February 7th with Baraz de Aviz and Jose Rodriguez Carballo, OFM, the Cardinal Prefect and Secretary Archbishop for the Dicastery for Institutes of Consecrated Life and Societies of Apostolic Life, approved a provision that effectively changes canon law concerning the diocesan bishop's right to erect a public association of the faithful that wishes eventually to become an institute of consecrated life or society of apostolic life. Meaning in colloquial terms, for the common man to understand a religious community or order of priests. No more establishing new groups like the FSSP, by the way. Prior to today, the rule was given in Canon 312, which says, quote, Subsection 1, the authority competent to erect public associations is, 1, the Holy See for Universal and International Associations, 2, the Conference of Bishops in its own territory for natural associations, that is, those which from their founding are directed toward activity throughout the whole nation, 3, the diocesan bishop in his own territory, but not a diocesan administrator for diocesan associations, except, however, for those associations whose right of being established has been reserved to others by apostolic privilege. And Canon 313, through the same decree by which the competent ecclesiastical authority, according to the norm of Canon 312, erects it, a 
public association and even a confederation of public associations is constituted a juridic person and to the extent it is required receives a mission for the purposes which it proposes to pursue in the name of the church. The new language specifically approved by the Pope is as follows. The diocesan bishop before establishing by decree a public association of the faithful with a view to becoming an institute of consecrated life or a society of apostolic life of diocesan right must obtain the written permission of the dicastery for institutes of consecrated life and societies of apostolic life. This rescript is primarily aimed against the formation of new traditional communities and orders which are springing up all over the place. This is Rorate's reporting on and how they're framing it, and I think they're right. Continuing. That, as we know from the Pope's obsessive comments, is what keeps him and his collaborators wide awake at night in fear. Fear that the spirit of Vatican II is threatened by the quote-unquote restorers. And lengthy quote. Did you watch my video from yesterday about Francis's comments about rigid restorationists and self-described guardians of tradition? He was giving media observers a clue about what was coming next. It's been an open secret in the church that across the Western world, Novus Ordo religious orders were withering on the vine, dying slowly from a lack of vocations, while traditionalist religious orders of Dominicans, Benedictines, Carmelites, you name it, we're not having that problem finding vocations, or if they were, not nearly to the same level. They were sustainable, at least. And the numbers of these kinds of associations were growing. New ones were being founded all the time. Some men had tried to follow their vocations with Novus Ordo established religious orders, but could not live a traditional religious life within their confines. They could not follow the charism that was core to their vocational calling. So they tried to found new religious orders and have been slimed by media outlets who professed to defend the faith for their troubles and had been denied by the local ordinary when they sought official permission to start a religious order. Many such stories abound, and now we know why bishops refuse to ordain well-regarded theologians who are also professed religious. It's because they knew this was coming down the metaphorical turnpike. Look at the date again, February 7th. The bishops hear about things long before you and I do. Francis has changed canon law to prevent new traditional religious orders from forming. Only Rome can approve new orders now. Think about the implication of this changing canon law for this purpose. Francis is not going to stop there. Not with Supich and Roach in charge of overseeing the Vatican dicastery responsible for divine worship. The Rorate article goes on with this addendum, and it is definitely pertinent. Quote, Gregory de Pippo pointed out that the following passage from Lumen Gentium, Number 27, quote, The pastoral office or the habitual and daily care of their sheep is entrusted to the local bishops completely, nor are they to be regarded as vicars of the Roman pontiff, for they exercise an authority that is proper to them. In virtue of this power, bishops have the sacred right and duty before the Lord to make laws for their subjects, to pass judgment on them, and to moderate anything pertaining to the ordering of worship and the apostolate. How the ironies multiply. End quote. Remember, Francis is waging his war on traditional Catholicism because he is afraid that Vatican II is going to be essentially destroyed by the movement. Think about that. He is ignoring a document with a most widely cited document from Vatican II, quite possibly. He's ignoring that in defense of that. It's a little like tearing up the Constitution to defend the Constitution. It makes no sense to do. What he has done is basically makes the bishop local vicars of Francis, all while he preaches synodality and listening to the voices of the various peoples in the church. He says one thing and does another. 
always that another thing is against traditional Catholicism. Always. It's always against the faith as it had always been taught. Father Z on his blog reminds us this is explicitly to smash nascent traditional religious orders, and that synodality is, as an extension of this, a lie. It's always been a lie. Synodality is actually a terrible idea, but making the local bishops the mere vicars of the Pope undercuts their status as princes of the apostles, heirs of the apostles. The relationship between a bishop and the Holy Father has always been more complicated than him than being mere vicars of the Pope. Father Z lays it out very clearly here. Quote, Correct me if I am wrong, but wasn't it once a project of Francis to decentralize some of the power from the Roman Curia out to the local churches? I have this nagging memory that local bishops were to have more power. On the other hand, in the last few years, it seems to be going the other way. Today, another thing struck local bishops, removing even more of their influence in their own dioceses under the guise of quote-unquote accompaniment as we all walk together. It's part of synodality, walking together. Recent foundations will have particular attention because recently there are lots of new groups forming that aspire to throwing off the last shackles of restorationism, right? These rapidly multiplying new groups have only blue skies in their wide-open eyes as they lift their faces like fresh daisies toward the sunshine of Vatican II and take root in the rich soil of post-conciliar liturgy. Yeah, that's the sort of groups that are trying to form in dioceses. No, no. The new groups forming aren't interested at all in things like recognizable religious habits, clear charisms, spirituality anchored in the writings of saintly founders, traditional liturgy and devotions. Nope. End quote. Most new religious orders that are very much in the spirit of Vatican II that Francis will happily approve of are going to be very secular in how they do things. It's just a sad fact. They're very materialistic and very worldly in their look. Novus Ordo religious orders will not be around for much longer, at least not most of them. The springtime of the Church of the New Advent that they have experienced since the Council in the disastrous years that followed immediately after has been an ice age for vocations. If you don't believe me, simply look at the nearest Novus Ordo monastery or abbey and look at the average age of the professed religious. The one, there's one near me, five-minute drive from my house. It's full of nice men, decent confessors, and all people that I do believe have the faith. And there are only two men there, to my knowledge, under 40, maybe three. The rest skew heavily towards AARP membership or collecting social security checks if they weren't religious. The clock is ticking, and few want to admit it. Given that the clock is ticking, what Francis is doing is a scorched earth campaign to preserve the Novus Ordo religion, regardless of the cost. No restorationist movement is permitted, even if that means virtually all of the religious orders collapse in the coming years. That doesn't matter. What matters is that what was once recognizable as the Catholic faith is not permitted to return in any form. Hence why traditional ordinations were halted in France by Rome, and hence why Francis is putting a stop to all new religious orders without Rome's approval first. And you know, as well as I, that they will never approve another traditional religious order. That is why I say again, the next time you see an earnest young man or woman in a habit of some kind getting smeared by Catholic media or other influential Catholic figures because they chose to embrace an irregular canonical status in order to form an authentic traditional Catholic religious community, remember what the end game is here. And remember that most, if not all, established religious communities expel traditionally minded men and women for being too traditional, just like what happens in seminaries to seminarians who are too traditional. Francis is playing for keeps and so will his hand-picked professor. And in all of this, Archbishop Lefebvre looks like a prophet. And I have something for you 
that will make my case on that this Saturday. So stay tuned. What do you think about this story? Do religious orders with irregular canonical statuses actually worry you? Do they make you uncomfortable? We have a duty to submit in faith to the hierarchy. No one disagrees with that. Where the disagreement arises is even when they're wrong. If they can be wrong, some say they can't be. The traditionalist position is, has been is that our duty ends when they take evil action and promote errors against the faith. We have no duty to sum- submit to error. Error has no rights after all. In my mind, that is what we are seeing here from Francis. But maybe you have a different opinion on all of this. So let me know in the comments, please. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. And it's just sharing these messages on social media. That does help a lot these days, too. And if you haven't watched my video from yesterday, for more context on this problem, please do so. Not just saying that for clicks. This really does add context to what's going on. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.